Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Richard Osborne and the Expert Language Trainer Podcast. Welcome to the Expert Language Trainer Podcast, episode 12. Um, I'm really sorry. It's been a really long time since I recorded my last podcast. Um, For anybody who's listening who's been missing it, um, I've been away um, doing a lot of trips and I've been thinking a lot. I've been moving a lot in terms of what I'm thinking about, um, what I've been talking about for you know hours and hours, if you've actually listened to all the podcasts, is um, how if you're an expert language trainer, if you're somebody who knows you can differentiate yourself from the sort of typical backpacker trainers who um, you know are sort of have the qualification but don't have the experience and aren't giving the same kind of quality uh, to the learners that they're teaching that you can differentiate yourself I'm working as one of those trainers and has somebody who's been um, frustrated by this problem for a long time working in Paris um, I've been working on trying to find a way that um, I can help people differentiate themselves and so I think you know before and up to maybe episode 10 I was really focusing on uh, how to value yourself as an expert language trainer how to really appreciate what you're doing with your learners how to be able to to vocalize it maybe as well um, to to explain to people why what you're doing is different why it matters why they should pay more why they should accept you know an online component to what you're doing because you want to make more money and how you know Kind of in a way, I suppose it, it reminds me of something. Um, I talked to a, a conversation I had with a colleague a while ago, right? This was a colleague in Paris who um, was teaching kids and she had her offer down to a T. I mean, she um, was doing classes with teenagers and she would do like six teenagers per class and each teenager would pay whatever, you know, 12 euros per class. But it means that she was, you know, she was making good money. It was like 70 odd euros per R that would come over for an R or an R and a half or something like that. But that, I mean, that's really good. And that these group classes were very popular. She was able to fill up her schedule with these classes. Um, and you would still get to this moment where she told me about this one time where um, the parents are, you know, renewing for the new year. Uh, there's a big competition for her classes because where she lives, like the kids are, were reasonably affluent. And so, um, you know, all the parents wanted to get their kids in with the best English teacher, the one, you know, She's just got these glowing reviews from everybody. You want your kid to speak English better, go to this woman. And, uh, you know, the, the parents organized to kind of sit down with her and they were discussing different things that were going on. And she said at one point, one of the parents who was a bit of a, obviously, a bit of a stickler for money, uh, who was, you know, came up with, um, by the way, one thing we're thinking for this year is, uh, you know, 12 euros an hour and you've got six kids in your class. I mean, you've got a higher hourly rate than me and I teach in like a big business school and whatever. So um, her argument was, I don't think your price is right because you're making too much money. Now, this is, it might shock some people out there who are maybe in a more free market country, but you know, France is a free market, but people here have a really funny thing about people making money. They're like, it's not well seen to be making a lot of money when you're in an industry where the salary is kind of fixed at a certain amount. So, you know, if you're an engineer, okay, what domain in engineering are you? Okay, what level are you? Okay, well, that should be your salary. Well, you're earning double that. Well, how the hell is that possible? That's just, that's not right. You know, it's not like, well done, you've got a great job. You must be in a great company. It's like, well, hold on a second. That's not fair. And I think it's this very sort of socialist 
um, mentality that we have here in France. That's something very particular about the French. But it still highlights something that I think is true in a lot of different countries, which is people are looking at the market. So people, you know, I, I'm, I want to learn, I don't know, Russian today, right? So I look at the market. I go on, for example, italki or some sort of private teacher hookup website, like you have a lot of them, um, like italki, for example, just take italki as an example. Um, and I, I type in Russian and I, I, you know, I've done this before and you see this huge list of teachers and they all have their own profile with, you know, I have, these are my interests. I'm really cool. I'm really nice, whatever. Um, and they have reviews from people saying, oh, you know, you want to learn Russian. This is the one to go to. This teacher is the best. And some of these guys, their price was like 10 euros an hour. I saw one guy who had a special offer for eight euros an hour. And I'm thinking that's somebody in a country where, um, they can afford that maybe or i don't know what but i mean this these this was eight euros an hour for face-to-face -face skype lessons so i was thinking you know if i'm a customer and i'm looking at that you've got a kind of it's like TripAdvisor in a way you know if you looked at a whole big list of hotels in the area that you're going to you're going to visit paris and you look at a whole big list of hotels there's 10 of them and they all have four or five stars they all have great reviews. They all say they're comfy. They all say they're nice. All you really want to do is sleep. That's your objective. So you look at them and you, I mean, obviously you're going to go for the cheapest one, right? If they all have four or five stars and they're all over a hundred euros and then one of them is like 80 euros, you're going to be like, well, I'll go for the 80 euro one. Why would you choose for what you can, from all you can see, because all you can see from the ad is pictures of the place, description of the place, you know, amenities that it has. Imagine they all have the same thing. Um, you know, with breakfast and whatever. And, you know, there's, there's no way to know without actually going there exactly how comfortable it's going to be, exactly how, you know, isolated, um, insulated the walls are going to be so that, you know, you won't be able to hear people having a shower next to you, going to wake you up at six o'clock in the morning or, you know, are you going to be put above the kitchen and so you're going to have loads of noise or whatever. You don't know these things until you get there. You can't really know those things until you get there. And that's, the, you know, I think that's a funny analogy because it, it makes me think a lot about language training you're looking at all these teachers and in theory you're like this looks like the kind of person i could get on well with you're looking at their profile and their picture is nice and their description is nice and you know they've got some connection to you similar background similar age whatever it is um and that's great and you know what do, what else do you have to go on so if one of them is 10 euros an hour and one of them is 70 euros an hour for example with group classes like my colleague uh, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to pay 70 for group classes. I'm going to pay eight just to get be one-on-one -on -one with this teacher. And, you know, why would you, why would you ever choose anything different? So just based purely on your profile, just based purely on your picture, your background, your training, whatever, I can't see that being much of a way. And, you know, you get a bit stuck and I got a bit stuck in my thinking, like, how do I, how do I really differentiate? And that's when I started looking into stuff like coaching and stuff like consulting. And that's all well and good too. That's a way of sort of saying, I'm not just a trainer, I'm a coach. I'm not just a trainer, I'm a consultant. Um, that's something, but still, I'm still just looking at that and thinking, you know what, it's, you know, like the hotel, I just want to sleep there. So, you know, with the teacher, I just want to learn the language. I just want to be able to, in fact, I don't want to learn the language. Like I've said before, I just want to be able to speak the language better. So, okay, you're a coach, that's great. Am I going to do it faster with you? You know, and it's going, oh, but it's, you know, more friendly and it's better for you and you'll feel better about it and whatever. Okay, uh, but will I be able to speak faster? Will I be able to, I guess, you know, as a, as, a, as a consumer language learner, you're thinking, I want to be able to learn to speak quickly 
and I want the learning process not to bore me to the point where I give up because all of us have had experiences of going and trying to learn a language and it being quite boring and or like you know you get to a certain point where you just think I can't keep the motivation up and you just stop like with Duolingo you know you download Duolingo onto your phone and you play with it for a couple of weeks and unless you're really geeky about language you end up stopping it's just what happens um so you know you're looking for somebody who's kind of promising explicitly or implicitly you can feel that there's a promise that they're really going to help you get through the process and it's not going to be that long and the, th- the things you do will have an impact and you see some of the best offers out there with this kind of stuff are coming from people who've made a whole sort of website with an offer where it's saying here's the program the package it's this this and this if you do these little bits you know every so often and that's you know the, the we come back to the blended learning the best packages out there are people who are saying okay so you like my videos that you've seen you've seen videos of me doing my thing so telling you about a new word or teaching a class or whatever um you know there's some great examples like um i don't know if you've ever heard of the fluency mc i'll post i think i've posted about him i've talked about him before but i'll put a link to his website under the podcast because um that's a great example of somebody who makes the like nicest most interesting videos really fun videos uh whereas a learner you're watching it thinking this is something i've never seen before a dude rapping about grammar that's cool and you know you get into it and um you can feel that that's somebody who's probably going to be able to pull you through that's that's that kind of miracle person who's going to be able to convince you to go through the training program and then he's offering something where he's saying hey you want to join me on this program it's starting soon you're going to watch special select videos that are only for paying customers and you're going to do you're going to have worksheets you're going to have activities to do group activities and then you'll have some one-on-one time with me and that kind of feels like you know whereas normally you would feel like whoa hold on i want all the one-on-one time with the trainer here you're looking at somebody who's kind of like I don't want to say a celebrity, but it feels like it's not just a person who you're dealing with. It's a whole business. It's a brand. That There's the word I'm looking for, right? Um, and that's what, the, the, you know, it's, I've been coming to this conclusion recently. Um, I'm looking at these people who have built a brand and they've really got a clear brand image. And that's where I see, okay, the offer they're making is totally, it would make sense to me. It wouldn't be strange to me if I was a learner to see them saying, hey, pay 250 bucks and you're going to get access to 80 videos, you know, 80 hours worth of content plus whatever. It's that typical kind of online learning MOOC type thing where you're going to get access to content you wouldn't have access to otherwise. You're going to have the ability to comment on it and interact with it. And you're going to be able to talk sometimes to that trainer, but like not, you you kind of understand that it's not going to be often. If you talk with that trainer, that's going to be the half hour, one hour, um, kind of debriefing or booster session or master class or something like that um, if you're one-on-one with them that's going to be quite rare it's probably going to be more getting in there with a webinar seeing them present something live being able to ask questions to them live being able to respond to the activities live because these things are things that are available everywhere for free uh, you know webinars and videos and stuff like that but you won't have the motivation to do it this is like I have all the content. It's me. You like me. You've seen my videos. And I'm going to be, I'm de- I've designed a kind of, you know, 
like when you go to the gym that somebody's designed a program for you you're going to do this machine first and then this machine and then this machine and you understand why because you've you know explained to them what you want to do and um or what you want to achieve and you feel like somebody has designed a way to push you you know you can convince yourself even with um lacking motivation okay this is this is the way to go this is going to get me to my objective this will help me all these things that i'm doing somebody has put these things in the right order for me to motivate myself to follow that order and just to stick to the program basically maybe that's it somebody has made a program and is going to try to make me stick to the program and i believe that person can do it because i've seen their videos and i believe that they're quite motivating and funny and so i really think that if i sign up for this it'll finally be the push i need to get to the objective which is to speak the language better um so they're really selling a promise with that their brand is selling a promise the brand is the image is i'm fun i'm interesting i'm really professional you know it's it's beyond being an expert language trainer it's i'm a celebrity language trainer right and this is something that i'm starting to get vocabulary for recently and you're going to see more stuff coming out soon from me about this whole area celebrity language trainer or social influencer language trainer because uh these are people who are very much followed on the internet there's a lot of people following their videos there's a lot of people who appreciate their stuff because they they haven't chosen to take a paid offer yet they're simply consuming content for free a lot of people just consume content for free they're on instagram they're flipping through the hashtag learn english tag and they're just looking at whatever people have posted word of the day etc because they feel like that's the minimum at least to do something they do a little bit they're sitting on the train on their way to work and they can flick through for half an hour and they can at least say oh well, i spent half an hour learning english this morning and a lot of people do that today you meet learners who say yeah you know my level's not too bad because i watch a lot of netflix and i watch it with you know english subtitles or whatever i don't watch the dubbed version um you know i watch a lot of youtube videos talk to any teenager today they're all watching youtube videos so i watch these youtubers and it's subtitled in english or maybe it's subtitled in my language but they're being exposed more and more to english you know the the, the issue maybe 30 years ago or even today in french schools where we, i am in france was you know people would say oh the french in school it sucked we never did english when we were kids and it's because they they weren't consuming a lot of content they, they switched on the tv and all of the shows were dubbed you know france is a dreadful country for dubbing their tv shows they dub everything and it's just oh don't i won't get started i won't get into that but um it means that they've never really been exposed that much to english you know a couple of decades ago a few decades ago that just wasn't the thing there wasn't there wasn't enough english out there to be exposed to then you look at scandinavian countries where the shows aren't dubbed and those are the and the, where the schools you know had a bit more of a, a better english program available those are the places where people are miraculously sort of air quotes miraculously fluent by the time they leave school it's because they've been exposed to english a lot as while they've been growing up i remember teaching a bunch of teenagers in versailles and um you know they were from difficult schools and backgrounds and most of them were like total beginner level in english uh they were all sort of 15 16 except for one kid and he was like 11 or 12 and he spoke like pre intermediate level of english he was able to have a conversation he knew a lot of vocabulary and i was like how is it that you, there's kids here four years older than you and they don't even know how to say red and blue and you're able to actually tell me your life story in english and he was like oh i play minecraft and i play minecraft in a server where everybody's english and i communicate with the other people there in english and it started off just really basic 
you know, just words and using Google Translate or whatever. And now it's got to the point where, you know, I'm speaking with them in English and it's a lot of fun and I, I'm obsessed. I do it every day. And I'm like, there's the difference. There's the changing world that we're living in. You know, people keep talking about the changing world of education. It's the way people consume content now that's changing. And so um, that kid is getting exposed to English on Minecraft. He's even speaking it. So he's actually got a good level. Other people who I've met watch Netflix shows every day or, you know, every evening they're watching something on Netflix and it's mostly in English. It's not dubbed anymore. You know, they don't like the, they don't want to use the dubbed version. They like the, the English version because they've been exposed to that from a young age. So people who are just in their 20s today, that's, you know, they're used to having stuff in English because they don't use TVs. They don't have flicking through the channels and selecting the language mode or whatever. They just stick on Netflix or they stick on YouTube or whatever. And they either don't have the option to put it in a dubbed version or they have the subtitles and that's fine. But they're getting that exposure. So people are getting more exposure today. And they know that they know people know just naturally you do it and you know that it works. You do it and you feel it. You're like, yeah, this is actually making a difference. Right. So um, you can you can you can feel that there's that vibe out there in the world of people who use the Internet, which is basically most people today under the age of 50 are consuming stuff on the internet for fun right so then you think about that and then you look at um the fact that they're consuming this content they're consuming this free content they're going on instagram flicking through videos they're going on youtube flicking through videos they're just consuming these short bits of content these are not people like in the old days you know, like, um, I really love that channel on YouTube, Ingvid, E-N-G-V-I-D, I'll put that in, I think, again, it's something I've probably referenced before, and I, I think their videos are great, but they're like 20 minute long form videos, a lot of them, where they're in front of the board and teaching, and that's, you know, there was, there was a place for that, I think, um, a few years ago, today, content has to be short, you know, you're looking at Instagram being 60 second videos, you're looking at LinkedIn, um, I saw a statistic the other day about the way people consume videos on Facebook, for example, that 80% of people who um, consume video content on Facebook while they're going through their feed, which is mostly how it's done, you're looking through your feed of messages from all of your contacts, all of your things that you follow, groups you follow, hashtags you follow, and 80% of the people who are watching those videos are watching them without the sound. And when you know that, you can adjust for that. But if you were just on Facebook thinking, I'm going to put my stuff on Facebook, I'm going to become famous, and you're just sticking videos on there with, with no subtitles, it means that when I go past your video, I'm one of those 80% who are consuming with no sound. I go past your video, I see the video playing, auto-playing in my feed, I see you, I don't see any subtitles, I carry on. And I know that I do that myself. I only stop for videos where I can see the subtitles or some text about what, what the person is saying um, because they don't want to switch on the sound. Often I'm using my phone well, like my family's around, I don't want the sounds to start blaring out of the phone, I don't have my earphones on. So I want to see a text version of your video content. I love video content, it's great. It's a great way to um, to advertise on social media because it's that you know small box where you just have a, a kind of feed of the, the text that you want to, to share with people, but they can see you as well. And that, that's a big deal. You know, today video and audio is a big deal, being able to see and hear people. So certainly you're putting out these videos on, on social media, you're thinking, oh, this is great, this is gonna work, this is gonna attract people, and then you're wondering why nobody watches them. Um, it's because of that, and again, if it's a longer form thing, people are not gonna stick around watching your video with a long form thing. It has to be like to the point within 10 seconds. You know, your, your, the attention span of people on social media, they're getting to your video, it has to be 
right, word of the day, boom, and then that's what it is. And here's what it means, and you explain it in your native language, for example. That's some of the most successful videos I've seen. People on, and you know, this is where we get to the, the real thought process that I'm having. People on Instagram who are posting videos in Portuguese, who are posting in uh, videos in Persian or in Arabic, uh, in Chinese, in Thai, in Vietnamese, and very quickly you just see somebody, they're in their car, they're recording a video from their car, it's subtitled because they've got an app, I guess, on their phone, like Clips. You know, you can get an app for iPhones called Clips. And uh, it's um, it automatically subtitles the stuff you're, you're putting in there. And then you can just upload with those hard-coded subtitles, so with subtitles that appear in the video. They're not actually like an option. It's actually in the video. You can't play the video without seeing the subtitles. That's important, really important. Um, so they're doing this in their car and they're just uploading it. And so I'm flicking through these videos and I'm seeing somebody with like 3 million followers. And they've got a video in Portuguese and it's just, hey, it's just them. There's nothing fancy about it. It's no, you know, fancy marketing. Um, it's just them. Hey, this, you know, word of the day, get up. What does it mean in Portuguese? Is this, how would you use it in a sentence? I get up at nine o'clock and then they translate it into Portuguese. Um, and that's it. And, you know, they maybe will chat a little bit more about it, but it could just be like a, a 15, 20 second thing. Um, but they're pushing out like one, two, three, four, five of these videos a day, for example just to give you an example of what's what's going on out there. But that, you know, okay, that's that sounds like work. It's not a lot of work when you're just doing the videos from your phone and you're just recording stuff on the go and you're teaching just basically, I mean, you could say it's nonsense pedagogically because there's no point in just teaching little words, but these are people who just want to consume a bit of content. They want to watch a YouTube video, some funny video, where they might learn a word or two because they see something new and think, oh, I didn't know that word before. But they're just trying to consume content for pleasure. And it takes away the, the, the learning side of it, the pedagogical side of it, that can be quite boring sometimes about language learning. So you record a video with just some silly idiomatic expression, you know, the birds and the bees or something like that. And you suddenly you're getting thousands of likes, thousands of followers coming in from that because you've put it in the Learn English hashtag. Somebody's been flicking through. You're posting five things a day. So inevitably they're going to hit something that you've posted in the recent feed you know you don't have to be a great uh, um you know with millions of followers kind of influencer to get into that feed um and they've stumbled upon something you've done and very quickly they say it's something funny and it's translated into their native language boom they like you because they could just click one button and that's it they follow you and you you're seeing this activity on your profile um so that you know the the, the way in is kind of obvious for me when you just copy what other people are doing it's really obvious what they're doing because they've got their three million followers and they've got a website attached to every video and that website is like jason levine fluency mc you know here's my you know here's loads of free content if you want it you've seen it all on instagram now you can do the 200 euro course and if they've got three million followers and even a tiny fraction of one percent are actually converting and saying oh this is great i want to do that course i want this guy to motivate me to actually do more than just flicking through videos to actually do a proper training course or maybe I'm going to hire him as a coach or whatever then you're talking about the teacher, the teacher making a lot of money um, so it seems like a lot of work it seems like a lot of stuff to do for free um, but I'm seeing that as a very accessible way that anybody in the world in any country as long as they have basic internet connection and the people of their country are consuming stuff via smartphone which is a lot of countries in the world at the moment, especially in Asia and even in Africa. Um, people are, you know, take Africa as a good example where sub-Saharan Africa, um, the percentage of people using phones, mobile phones, is way higher than the percentage of people using computers. 
because they don't have landline internet in a lot of sub-Saharan Africa. It's too expensive to run the lines out to whatever, um, you know, from the from the central um, city of the country to, you know, I've, I've seen examples of places like Nigeria or whatever, where um, the you, it's very unlikely that you'll have a, a landline phone. And even if you do, it's extraordinarily expensive, even compared to, you know, you do the price calculation into, Europe, into euros, and compare it to what a European internet connection costs, it's incredibly expensive. It's like 200 euros a month for basic internet, right? So people don't do landlines, people do mobile phones because they have the basic, you know, not maybe not 3G or 4G, but they have some sort of internet connection. Um, and the statistics for people using phones are quite high. The statistics for people using smartphones are lower, but the last time I saw it, I'm just pulling a number out of thin air probably, but I remember the last time I saw it, it was like 60% of people um, who have phones are now using smartphones. So, you know, really simple smartphones like Android phones, but um, there's a market there. There's an emerging market there. There's definitely a market in Asia where um, people are trying to consume more content online. They're trying to get access to teachers who are celebrity teachers. I talked last episode about that guy in China who's making $3 million a year because he's a celebrity language trainer. That's stuff like that that really got me thinking about this. It's not, maybe not expert language trainer is something that it's important to be an expert language trainer because when people buy your content it should be bloody good quality content after they've seen all your videos you don't want them coming back and saying oh yeah i bought fluency mc's course and it was actually rubbish and then like go on social media and trash you then you've got three million followers potentially seeing that um and that's not going to be good that's for business but you know if you're an expert language trainer um your content is going to be top notch and so the people who convert are going to be really happy that they've done that um, so it's important still to be an expert language trainer, but I'm starting to move in the direction of how can I help people get their stuff online, understand how to do the online stuff better. You know, I hear people immediately saying to me stuff like, yeah, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I want to be a celebrity language trainer too, but um, you know, I've started a Facebook group and I'm doing Facebook ads and I'm like, stop right there because just don't do that. Uh, you know, if you're going to do something DIY, you haven't got thousands of euros to invest. You're not going to start a company. You're not going to engage a marketing team. Do not go on Facebook and think that you're going to become a celebrity because you've got this really funny offer and funny videos and you're going to boost them for 100 euros a month or even 20 euros a month or whatever uh, on a Facebook campaign. Don't do that because today, and this is what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, how can I help people know how to do this better? I know from industry experts that today Facebook is saturated with content that's advertising content. And you know if you use Facebook that basically all you see in your feed today is ads. So if you don't have something that's been well-crafted using all of the Facebook features available by somebody who really knows about marketing or preferably a marketing company who are designing your Facebook ads for you, don't even bother. You're thinking, oh, I'm targeting exactly the right people and yeah, I know I figured out how to use the targeting system, the audience system. No, it has to be that the thing that pops up in the feed of Facebook is super well done is like using all of the leveraging all of the technology that Facebook makes available to make a really top quality ad so that people don't just see a pic a nice picture and a description they're just going to go past it because they're flooded with that stuff today and um, it needs to be something top notch so actually Facebook is kind of out of the game for anybody like us who's just freelance language trainers trying to make it in the um, you know in the big leagues trying to get a lot of followers and that's why I'm talking about Instagram so much because I know again from industry experts and from experience that Instagram is virgin territory the ads on Instagram are very very um, early right it's not that same 
well-developed system that's on Facebook, even though they're owned by Facebook, people who are getting business on Instagram are doing it through content marketing. So they're doing it through posting really cool videos, um, really interesting um, short things, all the things I just talked about, short videos with the word of the day, and you know it's in their own native language, etc. And they're, they're gaining followers that way. They're not looking at advertising. They don't even have to spend a single penny, not a single penny on Instagram to get the kind of business that they want, which is moving people through those videos and funneling them down into a website where there's a paid offer and a very small percentage of them take that offer. They don't, they don't have to do any, any outbound marketing at all. It's all inbound. It's all, here's my content, hello world, and come and see me if you want more. And then people are just dropping in a very small percentage of them, but they're dropping in to buy that um, paid content. So, you know, I'm thinking a lot about this. I'm thinking about how I can do something more formal. So um, I'm definitely going to be doing a training course uh, on this soon. And I'll be talking to people about that, maybe privately, if you want to know more about it, um, get in touch with me on LinkedIn or whatever, email, whatever you want. And um, tell me about your project and I'll tell you about what I can do to help you. Um, but you know, in the meantime, I'm going to make a video tomorrow, I think, with some tips on the type of software that's out there, the type of stuff that right now at this moment you can use to um, to get started in this whole online influencer thing in the celebrity language trainer market. Um, and w what we really need to do is keep up to date. So keep following because you know what I'm telling you today, if you're listening to this and it's six months old, probably most of the stuff I said is nonsense. And it's, there's some new social media thing that's come out that's now the most popular thing. And Instagram is now completely saturated after six months of people you know, realizing what we're realizing today, which is that it's virgin territory. Um, so, you know, keep following and keep checking things. Do not think that you're good at online marketing or any kind of online selling if the training or the information you got, you got it six months ago or less or, or, or more because that's how quickly these things move. That's how quickly the internet changes that Facebook was the place to be to have your business. Now today, you have to have a Facebook page to be visible on Facebook, because if you're not visible on Facebook, you basically don't exist uh, in, in the minds of certain people, but it's not the platform to go and try to gain customers on unless you really know how to do it. There's other ones like Instagram, like LinkedIn, and even YouTube, where you can go and try to, to win new, new, new customers and, and to put your paid offer out there. So I'm gonna try to get some, something down that's more formal, something to uh, give you a bit more concrete advice on this whole thing. I don't want it just to be all theoretical. But I hope this has given you something to think about, uh, to wonder if you, you know, if you would like to be a, a, um, a social media influencer to sell your language training or you want to become a bit of a language celebrity. Um, I'll put some examples under the podcast of people you should definitely check out and keep following. And uh, hopefully the next time I'll have something more concrete for you. But thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out this podcast. And if you want to know more, please follow me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. All the links are in the description. I really look forward to seeing you in the next episode.